0: The NBA just finished another successful summer league in Las Vegas. And at this point, most experts agree that an NBA franchise coming to town is basically inevitable. But how do we get there? Today on CityCast Las Vegas, sports anchor Brian Salmon helps us handicap the odds of the NBA's arrival on our increasingly crowded professional sports scene. He talks expansion team prospects, the money question... And those strangely lingering concerns from the 2007 All Star Game. That one landed the NBA in some serious hot water here. It's Monday, August 7th. I'm David Figler, and here's what Las Vegas is talking about. Channel three sports anchor, Brian Salmond. Welcome back to CityCast Las Vegas. What's going
1: on, David? Thank you for having me.
0: Oh, always fun talking sports with you. You make it easy for a non-sports guy like me. And uh, today we're gonna be talking all things men's NBA basketball. So, uh, Brian, we just had a a fun summer, the NBA Summer League. Let's just kind of like in retrospect, Look at what that NBA Summer League did in 2023.
1: I think personally that the NBA Summer League is probably one of the better tickets that they have here in Las Vegas. As far as like a package, if you want to take your kids. If you're an NBA fan, you get a chance to go see all the NBA stars. because They all show up. They you know, they want to come out there and have their nice necklaces on and their crazy little outfits. It's a good opportunity to see those guys up close and personal that play in cities that you would normally not get an opportunity to do that. So. I think it's one of the the best uh, events that they have here in Las Vegas. They started off with like six teams, and now they have all thirty of the thirty-two teams in the NBA that come here. The very first weekend of the Summer League was sold out for the very first time. Sold out. So they had, what fifteen to eighteen thousand, I want to say, uh, inside of the Thomas and Mack for all the games, and that was unprecedented. So that was really the big deal. They advertised it on ESPN. The the folks here in Las Vegas, they bought their tickets. I was in the house, and a lot of people were really excited to see Victor Wendanyama. That's a name that you cannot say three times fast. Uh, He's from France, and obviously, he's got an African background, but he was the number one overall pick, seven foot five.
0: Yeah, including Britney Spears, from what I understand. She got excited that he was here. (laughs) Uh,
1: Yes, she was very excited.
0: So this relationship between uh, the NBA and Las Vegas is pretty strong. I mean, they've been coming here since 2004. The Summer League, as you said, has grown and grown and grown. There was the uh, All-Star game here at one point. Let me ask you maybe a million-dollar question, maybe a $10 billion question. Does that suggest that – I don't know. The NBA might permanently be bringing a basketball franchise to Las Vegas. And I say the $10 billion question because one of the two competing projects on the Strip to build uh, a stadium is going to cost just that. So where are we with that NBA expansion here in Las Vegas? Just $10 billion. That's it? $10 billion, That's it?
1: Yes. The NBA Summer League is definitely the reason. It, it's definitely one of the big reasons why the NBA is coming to Las Vegas. The Aces are another reason why the NBA is coming to Las Vegas. They kind of wanted to dip their toe in the water to see what the market was like. After the Golden Knights showed that the market for professional sports in Las Vegas was fantastic, the Raiders like, ooh, ooh, in in the NFL, let me get a piece of that. The NBA has been here for a little bit. And as I said, with the Summer League growing from six teams to all of the participating teams in the NBA coming to, to Las Vegas, they know that the market is great out here. Sports betting was um, embraced by the commissioner, Adam Silver. So it's like, okay, that's not a problem anymore. So they want to get a team out here. So now the question is, do they expand, you know, bring a brand new team like Vegas born, like the Golden Knights were, or do they they move a franchise here? I think a lot of people that work around the NBA, they say, hey, they want to do an expansion team here in Las Vegas and bring back the Seattle Supersonics. So they'll bring back two teams. And that is that's the overall consensus. If you talk to anyone that works in NBA, I have friends that work in NBA, people that work are in in sports uh, around the country. They know the NBA wants to come here, and this the ten billion dollar uh, project that they're you know they're, they're looking to build here in Las Vegas, south of the Strip. It seems real. The people that are have the money, it seems like it's real, and. The only question is, how long will it take?
0: Now, I'm listening to your voice, Brian, and it sounds to me like you think it's a done deal that the NBA is definitely coming to Las Vegas. So uh, I guess the first question is, what are you basing that on?
1: I'm basing it on conversations that I've had with, you know, friends that work in the NBA, players, media members. It's just anyone who works around uh, the, the NBA, and professional sports they know that the nba absolutely want to come to las vegas i mean there was a time back when they they had the uh the pandemic and they had the bubble the nba bubble where they had they're down in florida and all the teams are playing down there and the team in toronto they wanted to move their franchise to las vegas this is after actually after the bubble was done and the teams were playing and you know they, they didn't have any fans or whatnot but like you couldn't go across the border back and forth to Canada, kind of like hockey. This is a, this is an NBA player saying this. It's online. And uh, so, I mean, teams want to be here in Las Vegas. They ultimately didn't come here. I think they went to Syracuse or something like that because it's right across the border. But still, they want to be in Las Vegas for sure,
0: 100%. So, what teams are you hearing might, if we don't do an expansion team here in Las Vegas, what teams, currently existing teams, you think might be in contention for moving to Las Vegas. And please tell me it's one of the Bay Area teams, just so we have the hat trick of all the (laughs) Bay Area teams coming here between the Raiders and the A's.
1: Boo, no Bay Area team, yeah. You remember, I'm from the Bay Area. You don't want the Golden State Warriors? (laughs) I used to go to Warrior games as a kid. Oh, But they just moved to San Francisco, so they're definitely not coming. They used to talk about the New Orleans Pelicans as a team. And I worked in New Orleans, and I remember that they their fan base was terrible. It's a football city, but they're I don't think they're coming here. The Charlotte Bobcats, uh, excuse me, the Charlotte Hornets. Now they're they're being sold. Michael Jordan is selling that team. Who knows if they move? But I think it's more than I say ninety five percent. It's going to be an expansion team because they they have to bring the Seattle Supersonics back. That's definitely a Number one team, they're going to be back in Las Vegas. They want to be here in Vegas. It, it will come to Vegas, and it will likely be an expansion.
0: Some of the commissioner's remarks that I've noted, uh, where he said, "You know, we're 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 going to definitely be doing an expansion," and one of the cities that we're really looking hard at is Las Vegas, is probably a big hint for everybody.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, the biggest problem, honestly, was sports betting. So Adam Silver, he has embraced sports betting. The former commissioner David Stern who was around when Las Vegas got the uh, NBA All-Star game, he was 1000% against Las Vegas getting a team in sports betting. And he was so bad that the um the Maloof brothers who were a couple of guys who helped bring the Golden Knights here, they owned the Sacramento Kings and they they also owned the Palms at the time they weren't even allowed to have the Kings on their sports book board inside of their casino because Stern didn't want any kind of impropriety or any kind of uh, it seeming as if there was something with sports betting and, and gambling uh, associated with the NBA. Now commissioner Adam uh, Silver, he is fully embraced it as all the other professional sports leagues have and he wants a team in Las Vegas. He'll go have a team in Las Vegas. LeBron wants one here.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's definitely a a a big change in the attitude uh with regard to the betting, like you mentioned. I mean, that was the thing for the NFL too. There was a time when Las Vegas couldn't even advertise as a city on the Super Bowl, you know, and now we're hosting the Super Bowl. So how how things can change for sure. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. That's a very good point. They couldn't advertise that now we're hosting the Super Bowl this year. Uh if that's not the biggest 180 I've ever seen that I don't know what 180 degrees mean.
0: Hey, it's David Figler, and one of my favorite food festivals is coming back to town. It's Vegas Unstripped over at the Palms Hotel on Saturday, May 18th. Over two dozen chefs from some of Las Vegas' most talked-about restaurants creating original, unique menu items they've never made before. Chef creativity at its best. We're talking chefs from Partage, Esther's Kitchen, Milpa, EDO, and more, including this year's James Beard Award finalist Steve. You mentioned expansion teams, and you know that means uh, uh, basically a brand new team. Uh, if it is the Seattle Supersonics, is kind of like uh, the reimagination of an old NBA team that is kind of in in uh, I don't know storage <laughs> for right now. But let me ask you, what what other challenges are there for the NBA to come to Las Vegas? Well,
1: I mean, I guess one of the biggest challenges would be figuring out how to get a stadium and who's going to pay for it. And if it's tax dollars and all that kind of good stuff, stuff that I, I usually don't get involved with too much because it's just a whole bunch of talking until they, someone signs a paper and whatever. We thought that it was a foregone conclusion that they were going to build the stadium for the A's. And then they had all that stoppage with, uh, with trying to get it through the uh, the governor's office and whatnot. So yeah, I, mean, I think the, pro- the biggest problem would be is how how are we paying for a stadium and who's going to get that stadium built? To me personally, T-Mobile Arena is here, so let them play in T-Mobile Arena for the first two years while a stadium's being built. If it costs ten billion dollars, because to me that's perfect for it. So I don't I don't see the need for like another big stadium being built south of the strip. But whatever, that's just
0: me. Yeah, I mean we're definitely seem uh filled up on stadiums at this point but that uh the project uh, on the south of the strip that's being proposed which is not just going to be a, a basketball arena but also is probably going to be a casino and a resort and some other stuff too that that all is being purported right now to be p- privately funded and it seems like people do like private funding better than the, the public funding that uses the tax dollars brian i gotta ask this question uh, a lot of people keep raising the NBA all-star game uh, and calling it a fiasco for the city, does that have more to do with the NBA than just maybe a, a point in time? Or I don't know, has the city gotten past that or is that still a barrier you think to bringing the NBA to Las Vegas?
1: You know what, David, uh, I, I say, I am really glad that you actually brought that up as much as our conversations are generally very lighthearted and uh, you know, we, it, it's, it's not super serious and we generally don't get political and everything else. I'll, I'll say this much. I was around, I covered the NBA All-Star game back in 2007 and I remember being around town and everything else and I I never saw any. I I thought all the shenanigans and all the stuff that people talk about and how it was so bad for the city and blah blah blah. I didn't see any of that and I don't I, I really don't know what most of the people were talking about. I was working for Channel 13 at the time, the ABC station here in town. And and people still bring it up to this day. That's when I was a single guy, and I would go to clubs and kind of hang out. You know, I was trying to enjoy the all-star experience here in Las Vegas. So I didn't see any of these shenanigans. I don't think it's any different than any big fight week. And to be completely honest with you, uh, with the NBA coming here and it being shenanigans, to me, it boils down to the type of people that are coming to Las Vegas. And when I say the type of people that are coming to Las Vegas, we all know that, like, the NBA is a league, you know, it's – black. So, you know, I I think that at the time, maybe Las Vegas didn't want a whole lot of, you know, the the crowd and the fans of the NBA and to be completely honest, it's a, you know, a lot of black people coming to Las Vegas and, you know, taking over the city and and making, you know, making it seem as if it's, you know, now we have gangs here or something, which again, I didn't see a whole lot of that, but it's not any different to me than any other time when we have a big fight or, um, you know, Oh, we have a NASCAR here in town. You know, that something happens somewhere. I I, I don't know. I, I personally I didn't care for the um I thought it might have been like a racial element to the reason that the city did not like the NBA All-Star game and the shenanigans that went the so-called shenanigans. I didn't see it or experience it.
0: Yeah, and and, and I, I really appreciate your thoughtfulness on that, Brian, because it, it is something that d- people just keep bringing up. And I, I, because it was so long ago, I mean, we're talking about the All-Star Game that happened in 2007, that, you know, people's perception and memory is, is obviously going to be a very fluid thing. I, I mean, I do recall that there were quite a few arrests, but like you said, uh, there's always a lot of arrests when there's big event one-offs in in the city do, do you think we're past that then do you, do you think that that sort of nba reputation that some people keep bringing up uh is a thing of the past
1: i do think so and i think that's probably a, a very per- a perfect way to put it in reputation because it, it does have like the reputation and stigma being it's it's going to bring the wrong crowd to las vegas i i think it's a, a bit of the past i mean like you said 2007 how many big events have we had here you know, since then, I think a big part will tell, like, for instance, the NFL had the draft here. I don't remember, I don't know what happened during the draft. I'm sure, just like you stated, some things happened. Some people got arrested, too many, you know, people are drinking. I put it like this I don't think anything happened during the NBA All Star weekend that was any different than any um, New Year's Eve weekend here in Las Vegas. Perfect. And I, I think we're probably past it. And I think the city's ready to embrace another sports team.
0: All right, Brian. Well, last question. If, if it does become a reality uh, and an NBA team comes to Las Vegas, what kind of impact do you think they will be on our community that is different from any of the other sports teams that we've acquired in the past few years?
1: So if we get an NBA team and we get one, well, we're already getting the A's. I, I think as far as Las Vegas, I, I I think that we'll almost kind of poke our chest out like man we are really a big market city i mean we are we already feel like i don't know you probably feel like i do i think like we live in one of the best cities in the world not just because we have professional teams but everything that las vegas has to offer and now you throw in an nba team which is an nba city which is an international it's an international league you know the nfl is just basically an american sports league even though it's the biggest one but it's basically american because football isn't you know, played for the most part and and loved all all over the world. But basketball is international, you know, from Australia to Japan to Croatia, you know, it's international. So I think that it'll allow Las Vegas to kind of poke their chest out. Like, man, like we have, we truly have an international city as far as the strip and what we have to offer and food and everything else. But we also with sports and entertainment, we are truly the sports entertainment capital of the world with all the major sports. I think it's a huge feather in our
0: cap. Yeah, I think that's really interesting. Uh, you know, calling it an international sport, I, the biggest prospect right now as a rookie is a, a French guy via Africa. So yeah, point point taken for sure. Brian Salmond, it's always fun going deep on sports with you here on CityCast Las Vegas. Thanks uh, for coming back, and we'll look forward to talking with you again soon. David, it is always a pleasure. And now a little news. The tragic death of local 16-year-old Angel Naranjo riding his minibike down a path near the wash on Lake Mead Boulevard and Pecos Road has opened a police investigation into possible serious crimes. Police determined the recent death was caused after his neck struck a cable stretched out over the pathway. Now police and the boy's family are wondering whether that cable was intentionally stretched out like a tripwire. Also, the Nevada Current is reporting that according to an anonymous state employee, federal agents are investigating current and former MGM Grand employees all the way to the top positions for allegedly skirting the law to help patrons pay off gambling debts. The scheme reportedly used promo chips by overriding their limited use, as well as kickbacks from encouraging gamblers to participate in an illegal betting operation. Lastly, a Las Vegas private tour guide wrote in to share another perspective of who should get tips after listening to our Rules on Tipping episode. They advocate for, well, tour guides. They write, Professional tour guides who have devoted years to researching and updating their knowledge spend 12 to 14 hours with guests, servicing and informing guests about historical and natural resources of Las Vegas and popular tourist destinations in Nevada and the Southwest USA. That's all for today here on CityCast Las Vegas. If you enjoyed the show, send this episode to your friend who thinks we already have enough professional sports in Vegas. Hey, we'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Take care.
1: Next time we'll we'll get a chance, we'll talk music or something.
0: Sports and music. (laughs) Sports and music. I love it.